With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And that's just what we do right here on the show and the studio. Hey, I got my good friend, Richard Baxter. What's up, man? How's it going? How's it going? How you been, man? I'm all right. You're all right. Hey, man, you got a lot of stuff going on, man, around town. And and uh, let me get this thing straight. I hear it. Sheet. We got an echo. Sorry, there we go. I'll cancel it out right there. Man, you got a lot of stuff going on, man. Tell everybody what you got happening, man. Well, right now I'm running for office. Yeah, you are running for office, right? I am. Yeah, he's going to run for office. I'm going to vote for you, too. So uh, tell everybody what office you're running for. Well, the the thing is our our voting day, I'm running for president of North Tulsa. President of North Tulsa. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And our voting day um, is scheduled uh, currently for June 1st, you know, you know, just like so many other organizations and businesses and entities around the nation had things planned and scheduled and they had to push their date back. And so um, we're just waiting to see when this crisis will make it through this, this uh, health crisis. Yeah, and um I'm not sure we'll keep the date the same, but because I have some rallies and stuff set up. Yeah, this uh, coronavirus is really impacting people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as scheduling and being able to congregate and to be able to, you know, just do daily lifestyle stuff. True you know, story. So it's, uh, it's been rough on, on everybody. Man, it's been rough. Majority of everybody. Yeah, it's been rough. So uh, we're going to have to just deal with it be safe mm-hmm. people need to practice safe stuff safe. washing hands and sanitizers mm-hmm. and stuff hey somebody told me they say boy a bunch of babies getting ready to be made yeah yeah <laughs> COVID babies coming yeah, yeah they coming they, nine they, yeah, they nine more months it's gonna be yeah. some showing up huh yeah oh, and yeah. uh in your children at the house man you know you got to give them something to do mm-hmm. that's productive you know rather than just put them on a playstation all day long and games give them make them read a book or education or teach them something up you know definitely yeah. for that but you man you got racism stinks mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah negro spiritual yeah you know what people somebody asked me they said what is negro spiritual and i started explaining it to them yeah uh 121 so tell our audience what it is so when they see you 
and then they see that hat on your head, Negro Spiritual 121, tell them what it's all about. Well, when they see this hat, they the first thing they need to know is that we got them for sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they can join the movement. It's about freedom. So um, Negro Spiritual were songs that um, people who were enslaved, black people enslaved in the United States, would sing these songs, and they had hidden code words and parables in them to help them find their way on the Underground Railroad leading to their freedom. And so that's what Negro spirituals are, beautiful songs, you know, Wade in the Water and so many more. And Swing Low, Sweet Chair. Yeah, all mm-hmm. those had hidden codes in them. Wade in the Water until nightfall, then you can run north for freedom, follow this trail, follow the North Star, all mm-hmm. these different things. And so um, the 121, you know, that's my testimony. You know I mean? That's, that's how I connect two Negro spirituals more on a personal basis about freedom. I had 121 years in prison for uh, trafficking drugs, and I had to get in the law library and research and find the hidden codes that was in the law, Kelly versus State, Arizona versus Gang, New York versus Belton, Terry versus Ohio, Supreme Court cases, and find these hidden codes so that I could get to my freedom. And that's how I connect the old with the new and what I'm doing now and, 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 you know, moving with purpose to know that freedom is on my mind. You see, it's on my hat and it's on my mind and it's in my heart that we got to achieve our freedom. And we do that by understanding the truth of where we at, understanding the truth of where we at, where we stand Mm -hmm. and utilizing the power that we have to make a difference about it. Yeah. And you know, you got a powerful story and we've talked about it several times, man, because, um, been knowing each other for a little while now. And, um, um, you told me why you were on the inside of those walls. Uh-huh. You studied and went to the library all the time. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was in the law library day after day after day. I'm only supposed to be in there two days a week. I don't give it. I'm in there. How did you, you just told me that they just got the used to seeing you in there? I told them whatever they wanted to hear. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you told them. Whatever huh? they needed to hear so I can get back in the law library. Yeah, I was here yesterday, and I know it's the other pods. You know, I'm on house six. We only supposed to be in there Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, Mondays and Wednesdays is house one and five and all. They that. were allowing you to go in? I'm in there. I got to be in here. I got a deadline that I have to meet. So I need to, you know, my when you have, when you're fighting your appeal, you only have so long for each phase. This phase, you got 60 days. And you, you're a term and you got to get it in. Yeah. And you got to get it in. So I have to respond to what the DA or the attorney general is writing. I have to respond to their, to their arguments. Mm-hmm. They have to respond to mine. I got to be in the, I got to be in the law library working on this. Everybody else, they playing chess and dominoes and <laughs> fighting over zoom zooms and wham whams and cookies. And you in there and studying, huh? Yeah. Cookies and milk taste good and all, but it's not, it's not <laughs> worth your life, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were able to overcome that. You fe- you found a technicality in your case, right? Yes. Yeah. It was an illegal search and seizure done on my on the arrest when I got arrested. So there was an illegal search and seizure. How did you prove that? Kelly versus State. It's a um, Oklahoma case, mm-hmm. and Arizona versus Gantt is a Supreme Court case that solidified and, and proved that Kelly versus State was actually valid and it was the right law because my case was dismissed. I got arrested. Follow this timeline. I got arrested August 2007. 2007. Right? 2007, arrested. Then May 2008, case dismissed. Then... So you only wait, served... Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. February 2009, 
I get 121 years. What what did you, happened? Did you follow that timeline? Yeah, timeline. 2007, I got arrested. Mm-hmm. 2008, case dismissed. 2009, I get 121 years. How did I get 121 years after the case got dismissed in 2008, a whole year before? Well, the justice is blind, right? Make we right? know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's blind. So she, they act like they blind when it's time, you know, to do right by you and tell the truth. And and that's how the judge uh, here in Tulsa County Courthouse, Judge Gillard, he's off the bench now. But that's how that's how he did it. He acted like he was blind to seeing the true facts of the law. The case is already dismissed, and they fought like hell to put the case back on me illegally. Changed the story six times. Police got on the stand, kept changing it. We searched for this reason. We searched for that reason. We searched for this reason. The judge allowed him to do it. Put the case back on me. Then I go to go back to court. Stayed in David Elmoss two years fighting the case. And so, you know, that's how the justice system goes, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not uh, set up for people of color. Definitely not, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's, it's that statement you're saying right there, you know, I actually lived that. Me, it was another case I had going on simultaneously at the same time. Yeah, two of them. Huh? Yeah, it was a drug deal gone bad, and I was the victim of this drug deal gone bad. I lost the money, right? I, I got robbed. I got played out my money. You actually really got played, huh? I got played out my money. All this money is gone, and this drug deal gone bad. I'm trying to get my money back. A whole lot of gangster stuff going on, guns coming out, all this, that, and the other. Well, this... this um. At the point at the point the police get involved on this particular incident, this white boy who was the guy who I was supposed to get the drugs from, he tells the police that he was the middle. I'm in handcuffs at this time in the back of a car. I don't know that he's talking to the police. I don't know what's happening. He tells the police that he was the middleman in a drug deal. Mm-hmm. So he tells the police he's the middleman in a drug deal. Right there, you just admitted guilt to conspiracy purchase narcotics. So that means two people, you and the other person that you were trying to get the drugs for, mm-hmm. should be going to jail. But in that situation, I'm the black guy, he's the white guy, only one person went to jail. Only one person? You look, yeah. You're looking at him. I know. So you went to jail. So now you're in. Mm-hmm. You're on the inside, right? Yeah. So you're working there. Get on up out of here. Yeah. And so, yeah, and the story flipped. He he had to, he was talking to the police. I'm sitting there with my mouth quiet. Story flipped. Instead of them robbing me of my money to buy the drugs, cocaine, he flipped the story, said he got robbed. And oh, that's what he said, huh? Went to court, lied at preliminary hearing. The police got on the stand and lied. Broken Arrow, senior Broken Arrow police officers got on the stand and lied on the stand. They did, huh? Yeah, came to trial, lied in trial. Said that he was the victim of this, this, that, and other happened. But his story, his lie from preliminary hearing didn't match his lie in the police report, and it didn't match his lie at the testimony he gave in trial. And so all these stories not adding up. How the color of the car we in changed three different times, mm-hmm. from black to green to blue. How how's all these how's the the amount of money changing? How did you not know if you were the middleman in the drug deal and you didn't see how much money was handy because you, you wasn't really a part of it. Mm-hmm. How did you know dollar, did you know? dollar for dollar? Dollar for dollar. All these lies didn't add up, man. And so, you know, that's how it goes. So rough, so tough, huh? Yeah. <laughs> God bless America. You know what? And um, 
it was a coincidence that me and you and another gentleman, mm-hmm. we went out to dinner one night, right? Guy was here from California. Tell everybody about to, this story. I'm trying to think of his name. I'm man. trying to uh, think of I got a, it in my phone because he, he was um, he's a public defender and he was a human rights watch. Yeah. He came here from California, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't got to mention his name. In John Raithley. Yeah, he came here from news California. Reporter. White guy. Yeah, news white reporter. Guy. Yeah. So tell him that story, man. <laughs> it was a wild day. Man. It was a wild day. We, me and you, we were yeah, in me, here in the studio talking yeah, with him, talking with him, having a, having uh, a interview. He interview, was interviewing. Yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna go out and um, afterwards go out and get something to eat. We're gonna go to um, Hideaway Pizza, mm-hmm. get some of that good Hideaway Pizza. But something happened over there. We went across the street. Don't we went, you remember? Hideaway was closed. It was closed, right? That's why I'm telling you how crazy this Ghost. was because that's the crazy. only reason we ended up over there. You're right. Because Hideaway was closed. The pizza place. Yeah, mm-hmm. so how we go to Hideaway on Cherry Street. Mm-hmm. Hideaway's closed. Then we walk into uh, Andalini's. Mm-hmm. We go into Andalini's and it's, I think it's summertime still, but they had yeah. the AC blasted. And it was cold and inside. That, and as yeah. soon as we hit, it, it, as soon as you walk in the door, that AC just chills me. I'm like, ooh, no, we got to sit on the patio. Yeah, right. We got to sit on the patio. All right, y'all cool with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's y'all go cool. to the patio. We sit on the patio. You and him sit on one side, and then I'm sitting on the other side. Right. And so We I, facing you. Yeah, yeah, both of y'all facing me. Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm telling y'all the story about the drug dealing and right, getting exactly. arrested and mm-hmm. getting out of jail and going back and back all this to prison. Stuff. Yeah, we're talking I mean? about yeah, it. We're talking about it. And we're talking about Judge Gillard, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and just talking about how he, he didn't even pay attention during mm-hmm. my motion hearing and just denied it and didn't give my attorney the proper respect and didn't even look at it, you know, what right? I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so, we sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so when we sitting there taking our order, I look across and the table directly behind you. Directly behind us. The, the one right by you sitting back, yeah. back to back to a woman, a white woman yeah. with, with blonde hair, getting kind of grayish. Right. You know what I mean? And she's, uh, she's to my back. Yeah, she's to your back. And I turn, I said, and I see the person she's sitting with. Mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute. That's the judge right there. And I said, what? Y'all turn around, look and say, oh, that's the judge working in Tulsa County. No, mm-hmm. that ain't just any judge. Mm-hmm. That's the judge we're talking about right now who sentenced me to 121 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. And I was like, wow. People don't believe I say, it. I say, that's him, man? That, that's who we're talking about and, right and, and, now. Yeah, and you, you said, you said, yeah, that's him. That's the judge. Yeah. And we got it. You got up and walked over there to him. I didn't know what you was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> you got up and well, I didn't know what you was going to do, but yeah. y'all had a conversation. Then you introduced us to him as well. Yeah. yeah. You wow. see, people ain't going to believe it. If I don't, yeah, I, I got witnesses. Yeah. Pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We took, we took pictures, pictures too. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why. That's why, you know what I mean? Because, but my life is crazy like that. Like crazy man, stuff that happened. Man, that was so crazy. I couldn't believe it, man. <laughs> We're in this pizza place, Andalini, mm-hmm. getting ready to order. And the, and the guy comes up and asks us for our order. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you say, that's a judge right there. Mm-hmm. Man, that was just mind blowing. Yeah, And I never seen him since the day I got sentenced. He's the one who sentenced you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A jury of 12 people, they, they recommend Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is up to judge to go with the recommendation or not, and they so-called respect the uh, the the sanctity of the jury, right? And they they go with what the jury recommends more often than not. Mm-hmm. And so he said that um, he sentenced me to 121 years, first time ever getting caught with drugs in my life. Um, 
you know, I've been to prison before for um, possession of a firearm. So I had a gun charge before I had done that. Um, that had been, at that point, that was 2009, that had been probably eight years prior. Mm-hmm. You know, so going on 10 years. And it was, it was you know, it was, I was... I was staying out of trouble, you know, for the most part, and I got jammed up in something I shouldn't have been doing in the first place. You know, it was my fault. I don't got nobody to blame for it. Didn't nobody put the drugs in my hand and say, here, go do this. Go make all these thousands of dollars and do that. Ain't nobody told me to do that. Yeah. They People in my life told me, you know, try to steer me away to be, you know, 100 about it. My family, my parents, my daddy's an ORU graduate. He made history, the first black, mm-hmm. first black man graduate their nursing program. Wow. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, and my mom. She you were in like, a good family. Yeah, yeah. I made my decisions, man. Me and my older brother, he still has a life sentence now. So we made our, we chose the streets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We chose the streets. and and. But there's good, there's some good came out of all oh, of that. Oh, a lot. I learned everything, yeah. man. I learned what I needed to know to get me where I'm going. You yeah. know what I mean? You became a paralegal. Yeah, I got right. my, I got my profession through this, you know. Mm-hmm. The, so that's you know. And you've represented a lot of people. That's my call. And what yeah. I represented because I'm not a, a an attorney. Well, I mean, as a paralegal, I'm, 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 a legal, I'm a legal life coach. So I coach mm-hmm. them on how to help themselves, just like I help myself. Mm-hmm. And I I give them the tools that they need, and I show them how. And I do the legal research and the writing because you know they haven't been formally trained on how to do that. I had training when I was in prison. By a guy named uh, we called him MC Hammer. Uh, MC, oh, really? Yeah, he killed two people with a hammer. Oh, oh <laughs> so, really? Prison is crazy. He so took their life with a hammer, his, a real hammer. His wife and a boyfriend or something—I don't know—but they called him MC Hammer. So he taught me how to file motions and briefs, and then I knew. Oh, well, he already it. knew. Oh, he had been doing it for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Then I knew this other guy named Farish. Um, Look like Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is teaching me more. About Are they research. still in? Yeah, they're yeah. still in right yeah. now. Huh? They got time. Yeah, yeah, they big got... time, huh? Mm-hmm. Life on top of life on top of life. And so, um, those, those guys they taught me the game. And then when I came home, I went to TCC and um, you know, got the certification paralegal. I went and graduated with honors. I, yeah. Yeah, so I was working hard. I was you worked for the Tate Law Firm. Tate Law Firm, mm-hmm. uh, Arbitral Law, intern at the Public Defender's Office. Right. The B- I, Bail Project. The Bail Project, yeah. And so you didn't do all kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So you came back and you were going you were going inside the jails, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting with the inmates and mm-hmm. people and pleading their cases for them or getting them out. Bailing them out, right? With the bail project, we had the money to bail them out because people, when you when you're in jail, being held on bail, you're innocent until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. So once you just been accused, you're innocent. If you're innocent, why are you incarcerated? You know what I mean? Yeah, so why, why are you in there? Huh? That's the that's the good thing about um, what the bail project does is gets people out of jail before you know their sentencing date who can't afford it. Because mm-hmm. people, they're just like now, people losing their jobs, losing their their place to live, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, they are, man. Huh? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's, it's it's a struggle, man, dealing with the, the justice system here. Yeah. So, what yeah. are some of the options that uh, maybe a, a inmate may have while he's in there? Because I know some guys just maybe need like a hundred and fifty dollars to get out. You know, and they well, can't. They they you know the own inside so. How do well, you, you? You really don't have 
a lot of resources, a lot of options. And you don't want your own inside, right? No, you know what I mean? The people that we help in the Bell Project in Oklahoma only help women. Okay. Around well, around the country, everywhere else, they help um, they help both men and women. But, but here, they had a specific agenda with the powers that be in mm-hmm. Tulsa that control was it, Is that because Oklahoma is one of the most incarcerated states? And that for funding, women, for women, and that's Oklahoma that money, is the most incarcerated yeah, the most, state. Yeah, yeah, most incarcerated state. Well, that for females. That is, that was just to help that narrative. Um, some, you know, from mm-hmm. my vantage point, you know, I had the inside scoop. That was, you know, we, but only bailing out women. It it became really it became really difficult because you, they had to fit into a certain guideline. And so they wanted us to bail out 50 women a week, but mm-hmm. everybody everybody didn't qualify. So we can only bail out six, seven. We can only bail out maybe nine here or there. And so it was like you demanding us all this pressure. You need to be bailing out more people. You need to bail. We're going to shut Tulsa down. If you guys don't bail out enough people, it's not worth our time. It's not worth the money that we, we're putting in there to do this. But you're limiting how many people can get out. We have more men incarcerated in David L. Moss than women and more men who qualify. But they, they they weren't trying to hear it. So They weren't trying to get the men out. Hmm. No, so yeah. I, I can't say it's just because of the narrative of, even though it's a true narrative that Oklahoma has the highest incarceration rate of women per capita, but... It, that doesn't that doesn't still that still doesn't mean that what well, we don't have people who qualify for the program mm-hmm. get both men and women out because you care about people who are incarcerated who are suffering mm-hmm. and the family some families will have the the, the man and woman of the house incarcerated both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the children suffer the children, children. children well, not not just the children suffer the children are the first ones who are going to suffer but then the community is going to have to foot the bill for their suffering because they're going to go into uh, care, you know, they're going to go into the system, and so we have to uphold the system mm-hmm. with, with tax dollars and funding, and so everybody has to, you know, I mean that that comes that's a cost on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, being incarcerated, do you think that uh, prison system do they have rehabilitation programs, man, that people can take and get involved in? Because I know in some states they don't have nothing. You know, you just in there for uh, 23 hours and you're going to get an hour out to go shoot basketball or exercise, play chess, dominoes or whatever. And then you're going right back in. Yeah, so. they have they have those uh, recreational things. And they also have a couple of uh, it all depends how much time you have. If you have 121 years, you really don't qualify for the for the program such as um, GED class. Mm-hmm. Or or culinary arts, or if they have wood shop or anything. Every facil- mm-hmm. every facility doesn't have these things. 2002, I went to prison the first time. Like I said, a gun charge, and they had electrician class. And uh, mm-hmm. and I was where was that located? Holdenville, or, or was it Jim Hodgins? It was at Hodges, Hodges, Hodges. Yeah. J- James E. Hamilton Hodges. Mm-hmm. So they had an electrician class. They had plumbing and other stuff. But when I got there. This is after I already left the uh, Lawton Correctional, the high medium. Right. So once I, I completed that, the, uh, the program I was in there, I went down to where I could get something that I could use tangibly to make, uh, like, rehabilitate myself. When I come home, I got a trade, and there, therefore, I could go seek a job, mm-hmm. uh, gain full employment. And so right before I was supposed to start the electrician class, I went to court, and I got out for good behavior, and it was like, I'm like, damn, I'm supposed to start an electrician next week. So when I got out, 
and McDonald's wouldn't give me a job. Nobody. I mean, I went out. You were they wouldn't employ you at all. No. So, and that's when I started selling drugs, you mm-hmm. know, afterwards. And so, I'm not sure if they still have the electrician program or if they have a plumbing and those different things that they did have. I've been hearing um, complaints from people who have never been incarcerated uh, on radio shows and different things around the nation about why should we pay for these people's education? Why should they get a free education when they messed up in life and went to prison? And I'm out here doing everything right, and I have to pay for my education. Mm-hmm. And it's real, you know what I mean? So I think you should have rehabilitation programs to help people become better citizens and and absolutely. put them back in. I th- I think if you now, this is just me thinking. If you've done your time to society, you should be able to get out and vote and go back to doing things that, you know, yeah, like you like you were. You know, because what happens, a lot of guys and, and women get out, can't vote, can't find any jobs, mm-hmm. and then they go back to the same behavior again. Well, look, like we just, and I never even thought of it in this context until just now that, I I wanted to take that electrician class. I'm signed up for it. I'm going to utilize that skill when I come Mm -hmm. home. When I got out of prison, I was just a high school dropout with a GED. And so went to McDonald's and they gave me a seven part interview. Same McDonald's I walked in when I was 16 and got hired on the spot. Gave me a seven part. Oh, come back next Tuesday. Talk to the regional manager. Come back next week, Wednesday. Call here on Friday. This yeah, Friday. yeah. Gave me the runaround. Thought mm-hmm. I was going to quit. And said, well, mm-hmm. we, he's not getting the hint. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not getting no, it. I went, no, I, I, I'm getting it, but I'm not getting it. You're going to hire me mm-hmm. until they finally told me no. Mm-hmm. You gotta. I'm not going to tell myself no. You better tell me no. No, we're just not going to do it. We're no, not we going to do it. Huh? Okay. So then that's when I realized, okay, well, this is not working out. I got to start lying on applications instead of saying that. Telling the truth, huh? Yeah. I'm telling her, yeah, I got to. So you want to go to work. I yeah. got, we got to go to work. got to go. I got to get some money. I'm trying to, you know, handle my business as a man out here, put paper in my pocket and not be a burden on my family, a burden on society. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And when, after completing, you know, my, my, um, debt to society and then come home and still not be able to move forward, you know, at the at the smallest pace, flipping burgers at McDonald's, really? And so if I'm not good enough to do that, it, it, it's bad. And it got even worse for me when I, I finally landed a, a a job doing janitorial work. And I was working for this guy who had his own company. He sold his he sold his account to a bigger company. Mm-hmm. A diversified maintenance and then he moved to Kentucky and they hired everybody. They did a background check on all of us. I'd already been working there for a month and a half. They hired everybody except me. Everybody. I got that I got it I got it framed hanging up. My my um letter I guess denial a re- letter, rejection letter. Rejection letter they say, Oh we regret to inform. Wow. We did a background check. So you're telling me I'm not good enough to scrub toilets because I got a felony. I'm not good enough to scrub toilets. The same toilets I've been scrubbing for a month and a half while I'm going to college trying to better my life out of prison. You know, so I said, okay, you know, this is, this, this ain't for me. This ain't, so I framed it. I use that as gas. Okay. To look at it all the yeah. time, huh? Mm-hmm. Man, you're doing so much in the community, man. You're meeting with everybody and you're doing a lot of great things, you guys. Uh, Negro Spiritual right here doing great things, man. I remember 
when we first met, when you started doing all of this stuff, man, and it's grown so much, and you're making a difference in a whole lot of people's lives. And we need brothers like you to continue on investing in people's lives, you know. So don't never give up, right? Mm-hmm. You did this, true this, this the true story. Don't never yeah. give up, man. You know you've overcome a lot of the odds, and uh, you you I see you, man. You all be you be suit and tie down one day. <laughs> you you be in jeans another day, and you know what I mean. You be mixing it all up, and you meeting with everybody. You're the meeting know. man, huh? Yeah, the meeting man. That's <laughs> what I call him. I say he's the meeting man. Yeah, man. You know, you're meeting with so many influential people that can help and do things, man. And uh, so. You got a non-profit, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, he has a non-profit, and it's Racism Stinks. Yeah, RacismStinks.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can somebody, if they wanted to invest and, and donate to you, how could they go about doing that? Oh, they, they can, can call you or, what, or something? Yeah, they can They can go to RacismStinks.org. Mm-hmm. You can go to NegroSpiritual121.org. We got a donate button there. That's my platform for bettering my community. Uh, you can uh, email me, Baxter at RacismStinks.org or NegroSpiritual121 at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, call me. Call you. And yeah, they can me. call me. <laughs> you can dial the number 918-856-3873. You can call that right now. Somebody yeah. can pick up the – if you're out there listening, you can call yeah, that number right now. That 918-856-3873. Three eight seven three. Now I want to talk a little bit about your new radio broadcast, the Night Shift. The Night Shift, <laughs> man. Tell everybody about that and who you got on your show and some of the topics you guys talk about. And you know, oh, we talking about everything. We oh, talking y'all about do. Some wild stuff, man. Yeah, about. boy, y'all talking about <laughs> some wild stuff. The Night Shift is oh, KBOB 89.9 FM, local here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And on the Night Shift, well, we try to... It's Sunday nights. Sunday nights at 8 p.m. And I also put that on my, uh, on my Facebook Live, on my Negro Spiritual page. And so um, the, whole, the whole thing about the Night Shift, I got some great co-hosts. Yeah, you do? I got some great co-hosts. So I Who got, are they? I got uh, Crystal Renee. Crystal. Oh yeah, beautiful woman, smart, brilliant, you intelligent. Know I mean? Yeah, she's she, oh, yeah, she's she real intelligent. Graduated uh, OU. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's, so, she's been a teacher too. Yeah, right? she is a teacher. teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked in the service industry for mm-hmm. a number of years, and so she brings a, a, a very different dynamic to the conversation than than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, we all have different life. I've been to prison, mm-hmm. then I went to um, TCC afterwards and all these things that I told you about. And like you said, just meeting with these dignitaries and, and people. So, you know, my life been kind of up and down. And yeah, places, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah. and so we got Crystal to, to bring some, some stability and some balance right there. And, and some intellect. Intellect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my man Sun Ra. Sun Ra. <laughs> Sun Ra, he's the energy band. He's the energy, uh, energy centers is what he talks about. Yeah, Sun Ra. He's a wild, he's a wild card. Mm -hmm. He's our wild card, man. uh, But he's so positive though, too, and one hundred percent smart and intelligent. Yeah, you bringing that positivity. That brother be bringing some, uh, and some youth. You know what I mean? Bringing some youth up in here. You know what I mean? Mm Because you know, I've been, I've been down a road. So. So he's bringing some yeah, youth in there, some energy, man, and he he likes to um, 
really stress on us about that inner healing and that meditation. And, 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 and he's into that meditation. Yeah. Deep, you know, meditation, so I, I witnessed that the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So all those type of things, natural healing, mm-hmm. um, eating center, healthy, eating and, healthy, taking care of your body, mm-hmm. centering your energy and your right. purpose and knowing mm-hmm. who you are so you can, mm-hmm. for those who want to, you know, see about attaching to somebody else like relationship wise or just friendship wise mm-hmm. or in, any type of re- relation with a human being, mm-hmm. whether it's romantic or friendship or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, but um, knowing who you are first to know who you allow in your space and your energy. True. So he, he speaks on those types of things. And uh, it, it, it really, you know what I mean, it, it helps mellow us all too. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. Smooth you out. Yeah. Uh, Sun Ra. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then I got my girl T-I-Z-Z-I. No Tizzy. Yeah. Tizzy. Tizzy. She's the uh, artist. She's the artist. Yeah, she's got the... Bubbly personality. Bubbly personality. And she's a, like you say, she's an artist. She uh, she's a musician. Yeah, she's she a raps, painter. Plays, she raps. Yeah, she, she does it all. So huh? She's real, real like full fledged artistic, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, she brings that type of um, vibe, that vibe, and that type of mindset that she's she when she's saying stuff, she says it in in a more artistic way. So yeah, you have to, yeah. You have to kind of dig through it to see where, okay. So where she coming from this, with Yeah, it, huh? metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it's sort of like the Bible and parables. You yeah, know right, what I mean? exactly. And well, so, she's good. Yeah, she's good at what oh, she does. Yeah, yeah. And she got a good following, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, she, she does. She brings her, her following. She's working on her music and mm-hmm. stuff, right? And all of that. Mm-hmm. To so you do some music, too. Yeah, you know, people yeah. may not know that about you. <laughs> they don't know. You know, you, you rap a little bit and yeah, have some stuff. Yeah. You didn't have some videos out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll be rapping and telling. I, I got to tell her the truth. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Speaking that true language, so you know. I'm going to have, I'm going I'm to drop some more music Um, when my book come out. I'm looking for my book to be out this August and come out with my, um well, with a whole music project too. Yeah, man, yeah, it's gonna be so, great, man. And, and really do touring and do a lot of public speaking, so I can. Get yeah, you should go do that yeah. public speaking and tell the yeah. story mm-hmm. to um, you know a lot of young people need to hear mm-hmm. your story, yeah. which I think will be a good mentoring source for young black males. And that's what I want to be. I want to be. I want to be able to say, you know, what I mean, people don't like to be preached at, like, oh, this guy coming here trying to preach. No, I'm just, I'm telling you my story, my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You hear everybody in these rap songs talking about what they're doing in the trap and how they've been there and did that and whatever. Oh, you hear all this stuff about how the trap is so bountiful and you're going to be blessed and you're going to get all this money. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the re- reality for most of us in the trap, you know what I mean? And so that's why, uh, in, in like, the, the, the ATL Atlanta who coined that fa- that phrase trap talking about a dope house, a drug house, calling it a trap. And it is a trap. You are sitting duck. If you're sitting in the trap and it gets raided, you're trapped in. Where can you go? Mm-hmm. That's why it's the trap. The trap. You, you get a lot of money out the trap, but you're trapped in there. Mm-hmm. And even if you get trapped in the lifestyle, the fast money, you know what I mean? The, the luxuries you can buy, the, the, the lifestyle, you know, you get trapped in it, you know. Yeah, you get hung up, huh? Yeah, caught up in the, that lifestyle, up. and it's hard to get out, isn't it? Or it's, is it hard to get out? It's it's hard to get out for multiple reasons, because you know, like like Jigga said, you we we become addicted, sort of like the fiends we accustomed to serving. So you become addicted to the lifestyle, to the money, just like somebody who's addicted to the product. Mm-hmm. 
And so addiction is a hard thing to overcome. To, yeah, to shake. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, in many forms. We we mm-hmm. we addicted in various different ways. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that that's you can be addicted to gambling. Yeah, you know? man, and that, and that could take you down. It can really take you down. I know a man, you. I'm going to tell you about addicted to gambling. I knew a man, he, you know, my whole family's Liberian, right? Uh-huh. So we had the um, LCA, Liberian Community Association. Right. They've been on this show, the LCA, Liberian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had them in there, the yeah. Liberian community. Yeah. been in, right in here. Uh-huh, but before... um. The the new president, you know, that Sam that was in here. Shout out to Sam yeah. doing, doing everything he can for the LCA. Yeah, he is. Um, but before then, before all of this, it was 2008. I was in jail when this happened, right? And so in 2008, uh, one one mem- member of our community, you know, beloved member, he had a gambling issue, and him and his wife they divorced, they separated, and it was on the news. He took his life and took her life. Mm. And gambling, you know, that rocked me because growing up, this man had everything. You know what I mean? My whole family's immigrants. That everybody he just he just but this gambled away his life. They had two BMWs. They had a swimming pool. We all living in apartments. They the only Mm -hmm. ones who had food. They had it Mm -hmm. all. We all looked up to them in the community as wow, you guys did it. Y'all made it. They were like the forefront. They're the pillars. All Mm -hmm. their kids are successful, going to college graduates. You know what I mean? And all the Liberian kids here, why can't you be more like so-and-so? Why can't you be more like so-and-so? You're talking about him, huh? Talk about their kids. kids. Y'all not like them. Y'all not like them. And so we was always like, man, you know, because the the parents were comparing you. You're not like, what's the name making their family proud? They doing this, they doing that. You going going to jail. You know what I (laughs) mean? And all of that. So, yeah, so for him to have his kids being so successful, for him to have uh were the kids successful? They are still to this day. Okay. All of them got big time jobs. All that hundred thousand dollars. But he fell down. Huh? He yeah, he, gambling. Like you're saying addiction and so it can hit in so many different forms. And I'm just saying somebody who I grew up looking at kind of somewhat idolizing that he has a perfect life. But it got a you problem. I mean, and the addiction wasn't a, a, a chemically physical addiction like people, yeah, yeah. alcohol or drugs. It wasn't nothing like that. It, right. was, gambling. it was gambling. Something like, outside of your body. Yeah, you know or I mean? sex so, or something like that. Sex, you know yeah, I mean? those so, addictions like yeah, that. Yeah, and people think addiction is usually a chemical like drugs, alcohol or something. Yeah, but, smoking some meth or yeah, crack or something like that. Selling drugs can be an addiction. Yeah, that's an addiction within selling itself. Selling drugs? Yeah. I've talked the to a high in in getting away with money, bank, money, bank, money all of that. And so, you know, the thing is, is that um, it's, it's not really worth it, man. And that's what I want to show the kids who I go speak to. It's not worth it. I lived that life. I had money. I had cars. I had stuff coming in. I was like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? I wasn't the top of the top, you know, out of everybody who, bless you, who, who uh-huh. who's done it. But I've been there, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going state to state taking trips. And I got to trafficking cocaine and trafficking ecstasy and they, they they took my whole life away, you know, and so it's not worth it. And a temporary shutdown, huh? Oh, well, it was supposed to be permanent. You yeah, know I know. what I mean? Twelve people decided, you know, take my life away. And so what was it like, man, that that day that you got out of prison, man? You've been in there. How much time did you do in there? Five years, five three years, months. Three months. Mm-hmm. So after five years and three months being incarcerated, and the day you knew you were getting out, how what did mm-hmm. that feel like, man? It, man, I would say like 
What did it feel? Was it summertime, winter, <laughs> cold, oh, it, rainy? It was summer. It was hot outside. It was hot outside. Yeah, it was good. It was good and warm. It was. Uh, Do they give you any money or anything like that, or just let you out there and go for it? Mm-mm. No, wait. Let me no, let me back up because I really got out twice. Okay. Okay. So. My first time, when I say I felt like I got it, I felt like because the 121 years was off of me. Okay, you was done with that. But right? I still had 10 years for a, a gun charge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the 121 years was off of me, but I got 10 years for this separate gun charge. And so I come, I come home to the halfway house. That felt like that, I was free. You know that, what I that mean? That felt like you were free finally. Man, yeah. I got to put on jeans, regular clothes, <laughs> yeah. get a backpack, go walk and get a job and all this stuff. And so um, that that was summertime. I felt like I was free. The time that uh, I was 100% free was uh, November um, 13, 2012. And so it was still warm outside in November, Oklahoma. So it was mm-hmm. still warm. And, um, but it's, it's just like, I don't, I'm not on probation. Didn't you I'm say not, you walked? I walked. You got out and you walked home? I walked from the bus station. From the bus station downtown, from Greyhound yeah. to, to to your parents' house. Mm-hmm. I walked, and I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> Taking in the scene and uh, all of that. Huh? Wow. Eggs burning. Yeah, I walked, man. It was good, man. Good. But I had a I I had um, saved up money from when you're at the halfway house. They take half of your check. And half so, of it. Half. For you. Don't have no 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 no. This is going toward the halfway house. Half huh? goes to the halfway house. Automatically, don't half. Ask, huh? Don't ask for it. Don't think about it. Nothing. So you make a hundred dollars, fifty is gone. Then they do the other one, the other fifty percent, twenty, twenty, ten. So twenty goes into a mandatory savings for you. Twenty goes to your fines and fees and court costs, and ten percent goes to a stipend for you to buy deodorant and stuff like that. Mm. And so that's how they. Um, that's how they keep up with your money, huh? Yeah, and so that twenty percent, because when I was at the halfway house. They, I got a job working at um, some some kind of almost like a welding place, but not a welding place. Here, here in Tulsa, no. It, it's close to Jinx. Yeah, Jinx. yeah. And so mm-hmm. I would ride on the bus, and they call me Bus Stop Backs because <laughs> I had a, <laughs> We ride the bus in the morning, me and a couple of guys, and and all the girls that ride the bus with us in the morning. Right. They'd all sit and talk with me. Said, "Oh, that Bus Stop Backs. <laughs> bus Stop Backs. He got all the girls talking." To him. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, y'all harassing bus y'all. stop back. Yeah, I'm at the bus and I'm like, I'll just move with it. I'm trying yeah. to say, what's up? I'm happy You're to having conversation. Man, I'm happy to have a conversation with them. With females. And all these hard leg dudes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, man. So it was good. You know what I mean? There wasn't no pressure. And yeah. Like so you, yeah, you flip your life. You know? Yeah, man. I was blessed, man. You're blessed. And they ain't look back, huh? Nah, uh-uh. Ain't no looking, but it ain't worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Ain't no amount of money worth you losing your freedom, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. Well, hey, we're on the Bobby Eaton show, and uh, we're in here talking to Negro Spiritual, mm-hmm. alias Richard Baxter. <laughs> just Baxter. Just Baxter. Yeah. Well, he won't put the Richard on there. Yeah. Just ba- Baxter. Mm-hmm. Okay, Baxter. Everybody know Baxter anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and we've been talking to him. We're going to take a little break, and uh, we're going to come right back. So we want you to. Tune in. Tell everybody that 89.9 FM, the all-new KBOB. We'll be right back, so stick around.
That's right. Everybody got a little light up under the sun. You're on KBOB 89.9. I'm your host, Bobby Eaton, along with Negro Spiritual in the house. And we've been chopping it up and talking about various different stuff. So, uh, hey, man, you know, uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit, huh? Man, we need that. We need it. A lot of stuff going to be going on. That COVID-19, that's a winter disease. Yeah, what do you think about it, man? I think uh, once this heat this heat wave come that it's gonna dry it out. You know, it's Some gonna get it's I've gonna heard get that. worse. It's I've gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Especially in New York where they stacked on top yeah. of each other in different places. But uh I've been paying attention to it, you know, as much as I can without mm-hmm. trying to go crazy on it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. say the month of uh, April and May are gonna be some strong months for mm-hmm. it. You know, but they saying that China's already starting to recover. Um, yeah. Yeah, but recover from it, you know. So somebody told me. So this, I'm, I probably shouldn't say it since I don't have the, the true fact. Like, somebody told me that's somebody, already somebody, telling you, that ain't no good. Know, we always somebody say that. Told somebody that. told me that. Somebody told me that the China first case was in September last year. So I don't know if that's. I've actual, heard something like that too. I don't so know. That, I'm not going. I'm not going to say that that's good. <laughs> Good factual information that, that anybody they already know, should. but they didn't pay no attention to it. Yeah, so I heard that too. So if they, yeah. if they, if it just started in 2020 and like a month or two ago, and then they, that's a good response time to me. But if they started way since September, then that's not a good enough response mm-hmm. time. To well, really. you know what I had heard that it happened over in China, and they really didn't pay close attention to it, like it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, a few months later. Here you go. But we look. We not, we didn't pay. We that, didn't pay, pay that it, attention either. Oh no! Trump came on TV talking about it wasn't a big deal and downplayed it and all of this kind of stuff and you know like he always do, yeah. downplay stuff and here we are. We, you know. Well, he say uh, we have great people on it. We <laughs> have the best this and that. He's know? always saying something stupid <laughs> like he be he be lying. You know, I think he'd be just lying a lot, you know. So. Uh, he, Trump tells the truth. Even even when he's lying, he's, he's telling, telling the truth, huh? He's telling He's lying truth. about telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. I like that, you know, uh, more more people are telling their truth. That's true. Been in office. I, I like mean, more that, people man. are becoming more transparent. Exactly. Let me show me who you really are. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's best you really to show, are. you know. Yeah. That's why we tell our stories our way over mm-hmm. here, and we don't hide behind anything. Just yeah, let it go, let it rip. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna if they have an election this year, which they probably still will. I think Trump's gonna win. Everybody say I've been hearing that a lot lately mm-hmm. that Trump's probably gonna win. You know, I've been saying that since last year. Yeah, so you don't think like Biden or Bernie them have a chance, right? Well. No, Biden. I, don't, I don't think any Democrat has a chance. Yeah, but Biden and Bernie, I don't, I don't know if uh, Bernie Sanders even have have a chance left against Biden. I haven't been following what the Democrats. Yeah, I think uh, Biden's a nominee. That, I don't, I'm not for sure, but I heard he's that gonna be. He should. Gonna, he has he, the most votes. Now, if so far, if they should lobby him. behind him, it could be a different kind of story. But they said Bernie or bust. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if it ain't Bernie Sanders, it ain't it ain't nothing. If I ain't with him, well, that's what they say. Yeah. So that means if the Bernie Sanders supporters are not going to vote for whoever the Democrat is, well, they may go if if uh, he would um, it, they may would go with him if he would support the nominee, 
whoever you know. Do so. do we think that Joe mm-hmm. Biden will get enough votes to beat Donald Trump? I don't know. Uh, that's a quite big question mark right there. You know, that's going to be a action pack. That's kind of like watching uh, Mike Tyson fight. <laughs> you know, the reason I say that uh, I don't think he will get enough votes is because of the conversation I've been hearing. Like people, because Joe Biden, to me, in my mind, Joe Biden is just the continuation of Obama. Obama. Yeah. So he's baby, he he's baby Obama he is, he coming is. here. Now, if you have another Obama, you have so many black people who say vocally and in high places, even, you know, top radio, Charlemagne the God. Obama, yeah. Obama did nothing for black people. And, and it's the truth, though. You see? And yeah, so no, there it, was it, nothing it, done for black people. Democrats. Hold their weight in the black vote. Mm-hmm. That's what carries the democratic weight. Well, you know, it's vote. a black vote that really elects a president. Yeah. You so know, when you when people when black people come out to vote, you can almost guarantee who their president is going to be. When we don't come out to vote, you know, which we did in the last election, we didn't really come out to vote. Uh huh. You know. So, so now people say like, well, Obama didn't do anything for us. What is Joe Biden going to do? This is another Obama. Right. How do we see those votes going if they come out? Like you said, they didn't even come out last time. No, so no. If the votes don't... But here's the key. Biden says that his vice president, he wants to be a female. So what does that mean? That I don't know. If people he, are going to... Just... Well, you know, women's votes and women's uh, movement is real big. I've seen the women yeah, vote. So I've seen, seen the women put Trump in office. Yeah. <laughs> I, seen the I think Trump brought a whole lot of hicks and people out of out, and they voted for him, man, and 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 because they were liking him. In other words, they just took the sheet off. What, you know what I mean? What, what Trump said <laughs> you know, the most is he said America first. That's, well, that's what that's he said. His most impactful. Yeah, he thing went. He, he went on there. Make a make America great again. Make America great. America first. That's his yeah. whole agenda. But you know, it's when he America. said to me, when he said make America great again for us, when has it ever been great? Well, we know the answer to that. Yeah, it ain't never been great for us exactly. as a people. So, you know? you but know. that's not that's that's not it's what not sustained applicable. him. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Right, and that's exactly. not you know what I mean. That's not that wasn't who he was. He wasn't worried about the people who it was never great for. Yeah, it wasn't great. Never been great for us. No, so yeah. that wasn't that wasn't who that wasn't we had he was trying to get that vote, right? You know, and so and Hillary, she she was she. That's the a people, whole story, man. The people who voted for Hillary tolerated Hillary because she was only one only only thing there. I voted for. I tolerated. Yeah, we tolerated the people who voted voted for Trump. They love Trump. They love. He got lovers. Mm -hmm. They love him. Love Trump. But man, you know when you say his toler, like you say his tolerance and his attitude. He's got a bad attitude now. I'm going. I ain't gonna sugarcoat that. He'll talk about anybody. He didn't see it a lot of things and call people out of their names. But does any of that matter to the people who love not, him? Not to the people who love him. You know, they're okay with him doing that. And so. so the question I ask people online, I say, what has Trump done against the people who voted for him that means that they won't vote for him? Again, well, some of them probably will vote for him again, and then you're going to have some people who are kind of disappointed in his attitude and the way he's acted. Why? You know, why would they because be disappointed? They, because they are surprised at some of the things that he Let said. Let me ask you that he said that he said. I've talked to a few. Why people. would they be surprised when he said he's going to he grab women by the p 
You know what I'm saying? He grabs him. Mm-hmm. He said this right before he got elected, or the video came out. But right they voted for him anyway. Because exactly. So how are you going to be surprised? But, 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 but he re- did all Republicans vote for Republicans. He said all kinds of It could have been stuff. anybody besides Trump and the Republican Party. They vote for Republicans, vote for Republicans. Democrats vote for Democrats. The people who, are, who, who claim to be surprised or shocked by anything he does, that's a lie. They cannot be shocked by any. If he said, and they got it on video, that he grabbed women by the private. Yeah, but you know, he's not only said that, but he's grabbed. He said all kinds of stuff stuff. before they elected. Oh, man. He didn't say it so much. He was making fun of people who are physically handicapped. Right, exactly. Yeah, and he called the NFL guys sons of bees. He was doing all kinds of stuff. I think that's after he was president. Yeah, after he's president. president, But before, he separated Hispanic kids from their parents. Even you know, before, I'm talking about before oh, that, you're talking about even before. just to even elect yeah, him, he yeah. was saying all types he of divisive stuff. He said all kind of stuff. He was saying, I still don't like him, though. Yeah, but they still <laughs> going to vote him. You know, I yeah, still don't I mean, like him. I don't like what he stands for, and I think he lies a whole lot. The economy's doing great. Everything is fine. <laughs> you know, oh, man, this, we're doing, we're so-and-so. We're up on this, and we're up on that. I just think he's lying about stuff, you know? Even Even when he's lying. It's, it's just I just I just like I, me I like crazy stuff. Yeah, so I, I know, like to see uh, this. Like to see him. I like to see this crazy like stuff happen because like I a, already he's like a clown. He, huh? he he he's exposing America to itself. Oh, he hey, like I said, a lot of them are pulling the sheets off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so people people when 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 the the impeachment came and everybody's like, I can't believe he he got away with this and that. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm, and when he gets reelected and, and the Democrats are fighting mad, you see, I'm an independent. And so that's why I yeah, talk like yeah, this. Yeah. And, I, and when the Democrats are fighting mad and, and Trump is going to be well, the first, you know, America, uh, first American president in history to be impeached yeah. twice. See, and I, I, I think we need to get off that. Well, my mama was a dem- Democrat. My oh. daddy was a Democrat. Grandma was a Democrat. I'm going to be a Democrat and start. Voting, thinking for yourself, for yourself. voting on the issue. Exactly. That, that's people what you, do you know, that, people man. don't do. Yeah, they don't do that. So that's why you get all of that. But check this. Free that, thinkers. That was that happened to me myself in 2002 when I got arrested for the gun charge when I went to prison. On I wasn't thinking for myself. Why? When I go to jail, we paid this attorney three thousand dollars. The day August 14, 2002, I'm smiling. Looking at my parents, telling them, I'm going to see you. What y'all cook for dinner? I'm ready to go home. Yeah, ready to go home. Huh? The lawyer, he told me I'm going home today. The judge, she, cause the judge got mad. Everybody on the chain, six years, eight years, two years, ten years, four years. I got sentenced four years right then and there. My mama broke down crying in the courtroom. My daddy walked out. They didn't want me to see him crying. And so... I wasn't thinking for myself, but next time I got in trouble, oh, I was in the law library, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't just listening to, oh, my parents said, we got this attorney, everything's going to be all good. He came to visit me twice and told me, sign this here, do this and that, you're getting probation, you're going home. You got to free think, you got to think for yourself, you got to evaluate, Yeah, you, you got to utilize your power for your benefit. That's what we have to do as people, as a community, and that's what's going to get us to where we want to be. Yeah, we got to get back into that Black Wall Street state of mind of rebuilding, man, and spending our money amongst ourselves mm-hmm. and stop expecting just a system to always do something for us. You know, uh, if you're going to deal with the system, 
get that Robin Hood mentality. Yeah. You know, rob from the rich and give to the poor. They've done to mm-hmm. they've done to us or for us what they've always done to us. Right. Or exactly. for us. And so we gotta help we, each other. It. You know what I mean? We have to do it. And so we gotta take care of us. That's yeah. my movement. I want everybody to go to my website and listen to my platforms for President of North Tulsa. And that's uh, Negro Spiritual, N-E-G-R-O, Spiritual, S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L, Spiritual121.org, Negro Spiritual121.org. Go to my website, you'll see my platform, and I have uh, five initiatives on there. And um, this is what it's about, man. This is how we're going to move Yeah, man, it's going forward, man. We need leadership. We need people to step up. We need to really get our young black men back involved. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a wave of females starting to step up. That's great, too. That's it's great. great. Yes, but we need the black male involvement. We need black it, it, male it involvement. It takes us all. We can't just yeah. depend on them to, to clear everything to clear, up. Take up everything and do everything. They need a break, too. So when, um, They need help and what, support, too, as well. Al Sharpton came down here, remember? Yeah, I remember Al, when Sharpton, Al Sharpton came here. He said something. He said it's like when the ducks are flying in that flying V formation. You got somebody who's at the forefront, the leader. They're they're taking all the debris, all the wind is hitting them. They're cutting the wind, taking the debris and everything hidden. And then they can only go so long, and they're gonna get they're gonna get tired out. Then they fall back in the formation, and another duck move up forward and, and take it, over that and, and take over the lead, and they support each other. And but the whole unit, the whole family, it keeps moving forward together. Yeah. That was powerful when he said yeah. that, man. And, you know, we need to get back to that, well, where, yeah. where the whole family is moving forward. Well, we're not worried about one person having to be that person in the league. Right. And they can fall back and other person. It takes can a village. Take yeah, it takes a village. It takes a village. And, and that's, one of my, that's one of my initiatives on here, the family village. That's number four. Mm-hmm. I got five initiatives. For, uh, so what are they once again? Safety and security, which we have our own security force. That we pay for, right? Paid, our own people paid for by the church mm-hmm. and our people and other uh, grants, but it's not funded by the state or the city. And these people are here to protect and serve us, and we can hire and fire them ourselves because mm-hmm. we have monthly convenings. Uh, also, conflict resolution. You know what I mean? Something we need for ourselves and our communities, so we can have our soldiers out here, our people. We can't. We can't. You know, exterminate ourselves and then expect to have somebody here to help save us. We got to have conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Well, we because we're gonna have conflicts, but we can resolve them in a better way. We, instead of me killing you and then getting life in prison, or you killing me, you know what I mean? That's two lives lost. Then education uh, incentives to incentivize our youth to really want to do better in school. I, I was a high school dropout. I was in all the categories that fall into the prison to uh the uh, school to prison pipeline mm-hmm. but i didn't have to be that way you know what i mean my little sister we go to the same school majority of the time she never went to prison she graduated matter right. of fact that uh may 23rd 2003 the day i got out of prison my first time she graduated high school that day and i made her high school graduation that day and so you know that's that's part of uh my testimony on that right there um, the family village, which you were just talking about, it takes us about village. village. It takes us all, and every month we need to come together in our community spaces and have family village meetings, eat, break bread together, talk about how is our security force helping our community, 
Are they respecting people? Are they de-escalating situations? Are they hurting our people? Is somebody is somebody being disrespectful? Are they being rude to the people who pay their paycheck? We need to get them out of there. Are they being worse than the police? Are they doing the same thing the police doing? Then we don't need you. We already got them doing. Mm-hmm. You you're supposed to be that buffer in between the community and the police. You our security force that we pay for private protection, and they are they are also a, a independent monitor to monitor when police interactions happen. We have people already there. They got their own body cameras. They have mm-hmm. their own eyewitness testimony. They're not paid by the state, and they don't and they can't be manipulated. You know because why they work for the community. Yeah, so we have that, um, and then black on black reparations. Why? That, you think that'll ever happen? Black on black reparations. Let black me say on one, black. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what's given to us. Do I think reparations happening? Mm-hmm. If from the government, from the system. I went to black on black reparations. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's on my platform for yeah. us. When, when I say we got to take care of us, we build our own table, black on black reparations. That's how much I believe the system is going to give us reparations. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah. So, but system, systematically giving us anything. I'm going to say like this because we still need to keep some hope. But when you say you don't think you're going to see it, I mean, I, th- you know, I don't think I'm going to see it either. You know, you know, it took so. them 100 years to, to just start to dig up mass graves or look around them, maybe in a hundred years they'll start talking about reparations. Yeah, yeah. Well you know what I mean? Because so, I didn't ever think in a lifetime I'd ever see a black president. Yeah. You know, but you never know. You know, time brings about a change. Yeah. Maybe in another hundred years they'll maybe, be doing yeah, reparations. Maybe so. And it, me and you and whoever listening to this everybody else got it. Podcast, they're not gonna be here. Yeah. But um what we can do for ourselves right now, utilizing our own power, keeping our power, we can do that. We have the power, and I learned that by utilizing the little bit of power that I had to fight for my freedom and using that to snowball it and build a momentum and build an energy and to push. And when you have that energy and you have all, you keeping all of your power, and it draws in, it draws, it draws other people in like, damn, this is going to happen. This can really happen. We're going to make this happen. Yeah, and we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. We, can yeah. give, we can give. We can give reparations. Now, the way the black-on-black reparations is set up is not for every single one of us going to receive it. We have to build it. And the people who build it, the people who invest first will receive. They'll mm-hmm. be able to receive and they'll be able to, to build more businesses for their families, and that, that, which in turn builds um, jobs in the community where they, right, can, they, right, can hire, exactly. they can hire Sister Johnson's son, her cousin, mm-hmm. her nephew. Oh, I got an uncle coming home for prison. He need a job. Okay, well, bam, I got my brother who just got his, his reparations check from the, uh, the, the insurance company, mm-hmm. and he started this business. He's looking to hire people because he himself was somebody who was incarcerated. Right. And so now he's, he's opened up a business, and he can employ people, and they can take care of their families. And so that's, that's going to that's gonna be the spark for the, the, the great reparations movement for black people mm-hmm. but that's not the um the end all be all but it's a great spark and insurance is a billion dollar business and so once we move from that beginning platform and grow to a bigger platform and grow from just uh, <clears throat> this type of insurance to to home insurance life insurance fam you know what i mean health insurance and we we're putting in and we're taking 10 percent out and putting it in into our community and then also giving dividends yeah. to individuals we can't be stopped yeah, we can't be, you know. That's uh, you know, you have a lot of uh, people here 
uh, blacks here in Tulsa who have money. Yeah. If we could just get focused on taking a little bit of that and investing it into us. Yeah. You know, and but the thing about is that, you know, our people want that immediate return. That's that's the issue. That That's why I satisfied that issue, because mm-hmm. we, we got to know our people for real, for real. And we want that immediate return. If you want that immediate return, we got to give them. You pay your insurance right now. You're going to be covered right now. Right. So that's your immediate return. Yes, you got to wait. And we so want many to do years. that. Yeah. You got to wait so many years. But we don't believe in waiting. We want we want instant. But that's why you get that instant return right there. Mm-hmm. You get that we want instant. it like, hey, if I put in $1,000 and you, you say, instant return. You say you, you, I'm going to get back 2000 then we want yeah, it. Yeah, I want it next week. I, I want, want it next, right now. As soon as I put it in, I want it right yeah. back. But when, but when you pay your insurance to State Farm, to Geico, Progressives, all these people, they're not putting nothing back in your community. No, they're not. You know what I mean? They're not you putting. Know, it, they're not giving know, people. You insurance know. is a game anyway. So. You, it's, it's a it's a, a scam. It's a, game. it's a scam to most of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, not, we're giving money every month and getting nothing in can return. Can you imagine people who Billion. pay pay millions of dollars throughout their lifetime who passed on? And that's all they've done is pay. Yeah, all you do is pay insurance. They didn't get a, no kind of stipend or no type of what are you getting? nothing back. They didn't get nothing you back. You pay, for. pay, 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 pay every month. Every month. They're not building a community center no. in, in our community. That's what the money, well, we have, we take out 10% of, of our annual earnings because Black Wall Street insurance take out 10% and put right, it right exactly, back right into, back our, into community. our community. And you can physically see growth. I mean, yeah. see, that's one thing about our people. We have to show our people. People, when they don't see nothing physically, yeah, we got to know our audience. They, they, they don't know. We they don't. Know what it it's got to be tangible, or mm-hmm. something they can put their hands on, or go a building they can go off yeah. in, and oh man, they can see what's happening because the vision sometimes falls short. People can't see the vision until you know what they say. I can show you better than tell you. Mm-hmm. I show you better. I can tell you, mm-hmm. and that's a true story. Better man. than I can tell you. We got to do that. We got to do. It. We got to show them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we got to show them. We show them. We show you them. Know. We lay it all out. You know. I've already visited with the insurance commissioners. I've already met mm-hmm. with these people, and so, but we got to get our people to believe. Like you said, we got to yeah. get them to believe. We got to show them the numbers. Show them we can do this. Yeah. Show them that community businesses have been built before and been successful. People in the community have contributed, put money. Oh, in. it's been done before. It's been done, but people you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't. But people got to yeah. think, and they got to also understand that Geico, State Farm, Farmers Insurance, Progressive, uh, um, you're in good hands. All states, all of those insurance companies, they're respected. They're reputable. They all had a starting date. They had a day one when they started, when somebody said, man, I'm going to start this insurance company. And people, if they actually knew the history of insurance, they're going to be like, oh, really? Y'all was insuring the bodies of black slaves. Y'all was insuring your cargo. That's what you were doing. They were insuring cargo. You want to take it all the way back to when a lot of these companies first started. Mm -hmm. They were insuring that people, you know what I mean? And so that, that doesn't take away from the fact that these people now believe and trust you know what I mean? Like, oh, when, when I go sign up with State Farm, I, they trust them. They trust all these different people. And I'm not trying to turn them away from them for those reasons. I'm just trying to say that we're giving our money to people who are not putting back in our community. Mm-hmm. We can put in our own community. Right. We invest. Can, we can invest. We can pay our insurance and be covered and not have to worry. 
because the state will not allow any insurance company to be up in operation that doesn't have the cash flow to be in operation. Mm-hmm. That's a violation. Big time violation. Big time violation. And so for getting that, getting regulated and getting and getting uh, approved by the state to open our own insurance company and we pay the dividends to our um, our founding uh, members and they take those monies, they take that $100,000 and build a business. Me, you, Trey, we take $300,000. We build a so and what, build one. What can we build with that? With those, if we, oh, we, man, we you can do get, a lot. We could open up some cleaners, we and we could open up some all kinds of stuff. All kinds. We can. We could probably mm-hmm. we open two, three businesses. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? Can we open up something big, something mm-hmm. successful? Mm-hmm. You start with. We start with three hundred thousand. Three people in your and family. And little small business. You can. Yeah. You can. You can get. Could you imagine what that could do? Man, it's going to be major, man. And so we're going to get. We're going to get all the people that's going to help them believe. There's going to be some big names and big faces going to come into play to help these people believe. And Tulsa has the right energy. We got the right entrepreneurial spirit. We got the history. We got the legacy. And it's time to rebuild rebuild this legacy. You know what I mean? It's time to get busy. Mm -hmm. And I can see a move taking place because, you know, gentrification is moving this way in North Tulsa. Oh, yeah. You know, they're coming back. I see uh, white men and pickup trucks all the time riding mm-hmm. through the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. looking at land, you know, mm-hmm. and, and looking because out south is saturated. The south is saturated. Yeah, it's already, it's already, you know, spoken for. It's and then people, paid. that's why a lot of people are moving to Bigsby, Broken Arrow, Owasso, mm-hmm. some of the suburban type and of building them areas, up. building them up. Yeah. And now what's left? What's left is what's been forgotten or purposely uh, overlooked. For so long, and when I say purposely overlooked, it's not. It's, I won't say it's like I'm just automatically pointing a finger, but they say that there was a narrative that was placed on us, a stigma. You know what I mean? And so right. no, but you're definitely gonna overlook a place that has a negative stigma. You That's know true. what I mean? And so we have to change that. Why? And we have to keep what's ours. We have to, and we have to because man, we've got a lot that's been torn down, a lot mm-hmm. of empty fields, mm-hmm. and a lot of land over here. A lot of good land, man, yeah. and a lot of opportunity. Yeah, we need to come back and purchase that land, yeah, and buy this land over here in North Tulsa. This is like a diamond in the rough, yeah, where you can. And there's a lot of nice homes over here, yeah, in North a Tulsa. Lot, a lot of good a whole ones. lot you of good, real big ones getting built. Yeah, big ones being built, nice mm-hmm. homes and stuff like that. And, you know, people always, we uh, put that bad stigma on North Tulsa like yeah. we just so terrible and so bad. But we got more good stuff going on over here in Way North Tulsa more. than we do bad stuff. Yeah. They got police officer told me he would like to work over North Tulsa more than South Tulsa because of uh, the violence and crime and stuff that's out south. Mm. So he says it's just like, oh, man, I'd rather be over in North Tulsa. I said, Really? You know, I never, I never thought of it like that, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, but it's just that when things do happen in our community, the media pumps it up so much. Yeah. You know, they never really report none of the real good stuff all the time. You know, so a lot of good stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got like, uh, for example, the Reed Community Center, Definitely. Pocket Full of Hope, mm-hmm. Carver Center for the Seniors, yep. you know, even, you know, Racism Stinks and Eating Media Services, yeah. a, you know, Edurek out there, mm-hmm. World One Development. You got so much good Dream stuff. Center. Dream Center. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and these people right. are doing things right now 
during this crisis too. Yeah, they are. They helping out. And matter of fact, Pastor Tim was in here Mm -hmm. uh, the other day. We were sitting because he's got a show coming up on Sunday that's uh, six p.m. Shout out, Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim of the Dream Center. Mm -hmm. He and his wife are going to come in here. Oh, she's going to be on the show? Too? Yeah, she's going to be with him. Okay. Them two going to be there. It's a family affair. A family affair. <laughs> Is that the name yeah. of their show? Uh, no, I'm not going to give out the okay, name okay. right now. But, uh, <laughs> he's coming. Dream Center going to be here every Sunday at 6 p.m. Your show comes on at 8 p.m. The night shift. The night shift. And yeah. so we got a variety of different shows over here now, man. It's a whole lot of stuff. So, you know, uh, as we get this information and we're able to give this information. We want our listeners and everybody listening to tune into some of these shows. You know, we got an education show mm-hmm. with Joyce Wright. Uh, I mean, not Joyce Williams. Mm-hmm. Come on, Joyce Wright. That's my friend. Oh, Joyce okay. Williams and Daryl Bright. Uh-huh. They got the educational show. We got the Villaville Morning Show yeah. going on. We got uh, News You Can Use, World One Development, Charles Harper, Damali going on over mm-hmm. here. Latoya Rose has uh, the exchange taking place. Yeah, and, the exchange. Then, and then we got Charity Marcus and uh, Tyrants Billingsley, the mm-hmm. you know the business hustle yep. over here. Prima Donna got a show. I mean, we got so many shows. I hope I didn't miss anybody. Mm-hmm. Plus our DJs and stuff like uh-huh. that over here. The Ooh. Juice Juice Radio Show. Yep. Oh, everybody know about the Juice. <laughs> juice yep. still here, and the Bobby Eaton Show, of course. Mm-hmm. That's what started. Just think, it's the vision. You know, we first started off, you will watch me from the beginning oh, yeah. with this platform. It was internet-based only. Mm-hmm. And I used to say, man, I'm going to go FM one day. Yeah. You know, we said, I, always, need, I need to get an antenna. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to say, man. Yeah. I got blessed with an antenna. Uh-huh. A lady, a friend and her family of mine, she called. She said, well, Bobby, you know, I'll donate an antenna to you. I said, antenna? I said, yeah. She said, you know, my dad used to be a CB operator, mm. and so he was a serious CB guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and he had it set up in his garage, and he'd be, and they had a big old antenna used to be up in the air. Yeah. And so she said, you can have that antenna. I said, what? Yeah, a sixty foot antenna. She said, what? So me and Ramal and Trey went over there and we disassembled that mm-hmm. antenna, and we brought that antenna over here, and. Uh, a couple of people were looking at it, and they say, "Man, when you gonna get that antenna? We assembled it." Yeah, you remember They're laying in the bed. Laying in the Man, when you gonna put this thing in the ground? Yeah. I said, "Well, man, you know, need some more funding and stuff." So a gentleman came over here, and he looked at it, and he said, "Man, I'm gonna put that in the ground for you." Mm-hmm. And he did it. You know, a lot of people have contributed and did things to help us out over here. Community, for man. community coming together, donating things, and because this is a voice for the people. And a voice for the voiceless, mm-hmm. you know, people who normally don't get a chance to talk on the radio and, and talk about the issues like you were talking about earlier, yeah. uh, 121, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And, In, yeah, injustice. Injustice, mm-hmm. you know. So we want to bring some awareness, and we want you to participate, and we just want you to get involved, you know. Yeah. So look us up. Hey, it's the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back. Negro spiritual getting ready to take off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got so anything else you want to say before we go, bro? Oh, hit me on my website, Negro spiritual, 121.org. 
find me on Instagram, Negro Spiritual 121. Facebook, Negro Spiritual 121. That's for the 121 years that I was sentenced and overcame. And so I just appreciate you guys um, sticking with me, uh, motivating me, keeping me, you know, upbeat. And let's let's continue to do this work, man. Bobby, I yeah. love you, man. Love you too, man. We brothers in this thing, yes, and we we're going to keep on pushing, man, for a better community, a better tomorrow. And we're going to make it happen. It takes us all. It do takes us all, man. So we just need to do that. All right. And we'll be right back, so stick around, okay? The finest. As life goes on, you learn to hold on. You learn to appreciate the finer things in life. The finest.
Play this record as frequently as possible. Then, as it becomes easier for you, play the record once a day or as needed.
Most ladies are mellow, quite a nice fellow. Met three T, hit a rhyme acapella. They had the rhythm and I had the rhyme. So then ahead of that one more time. It worked out and then they worked it in. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Yeah. Everything, everything you think I am, you make life a joy to me. 
Breathe as the swing trees, the rest of the 
slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details